When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Check out our affiliate link down below to help support the show. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, instead of actually talking about CEDH, we're going to take a little step outside of our usual zone here and talk about the casual side of Commander instead. A small step right outside. Yeah, not, not a leap. No, this is not a, a bound. Definitely not a bound. No, yeah, but we're, a small, we're touching. Yeah, more like a Neil Armstrong kind of move. Yeah. One small step? For man, and or or that quote doesn't hold up in 2023. It really, <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> for everybody. For, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter yeah. your gender. Of course. It's a small step for everybody. Right. Well, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> I think it's finally about time that we do talk about casual because it is yeah. certainly a, a form of magic that we play a bunch. We've had a couple of casual games on the channel. They've done actually pretty well view wise. Yeah, um, I, I like casual. For me, the biggest issue I have with casual is with new people, the power level issue, right? We don't have to go too yeah. far into that right now. But and by new people, just mean players we haven't played Players we before. haven't played before. Yeah. If I haven't played against your deck, I really don't know how strong it is. Which is why, like, the Rule Zero conversation is really important. Now, for those people who play CEDH who don't play casual, what that means is that before the game starts, you all kind of, like, have to have an understanding of, like, what you're trying to get out of the game or anything like that. I'm at a point now where... I really don't care about the decks that I'm playing against, but like I have my own specific goals that I'm aiming for when I build and play a casual deck, and I'm only going to care about me because it seems a lot harder to care about what everyone else is doing and all that jazz. Definitely. For me, how I decide what is casual versus what CDH is, for, if it's not CD, like it's not CDH. That I mean, it sounds kind of self-explanatory, but my casual decks are specifically not CDH. That's what makes them casual, is kind of everything about them is not cdh it's a really good separation i think to have because once i started doing that too like really distincting the cedh decks from the casual decks i started to have a lot more fun Definitely. with casual in that case then yeah i kind of have my own little like a uh, ban list for casual it's not a real ban list it's just cards that i don't want to play in my casual decks because yeah. they're in my opinion like the, the landmarks of what CDH decks are. I play them in every single CDH deck. They're staples. I play them all the time. So when I play casual, I specifically don't want to play those cards. I want right. to play not the efficient cards. So like I won't play infinite mana combos or really any kind of infinite combos in my casual decks. Because if I want to do that, I'll yeah. play a game of CEDH. You know what? So what's strange is this is one of the few areas that we are kind of different from. I am okay with like three card combos in casual. Mm. Uh, but I know that is a lot of people's like point is like no combos in yeah. casual but for me I, as long as it's on theme which is super important like all for me all my casual decks they have to be on a theme every yeah. card has to fit that theme if it doesn't fit the theme card can't be in there so as long as the combo fits the theme it has to do with the commander and it's like three plus cards for me that's okay we'll get more into themes later okay, too. Sure, sure, sure. but I, I i do see where you're coming from and i think that stuff like that's probably fine right yeah some cards that like we personally won't play are like fast as oracle and like demonic consultation that might seem pretty obvious going from cedh into casual tables that just seems to be one of the biggest like social cards that we just kind of all 
easy yeah no thassa's oracle no demonic consultation no tainted pact in my opinion those cards are too good and they're also like what's the word i'm looking for like the landmark of cdh the um they're the antithesis of epitome of they are cdh like when you those cards are cdh when you think cedh like the cards that immediately come to your mind are like thassa's oracle dockside extortionist underworld breach yeah so like anything that revolves around those cards i'm not gonna put in my casual i don't play dockside in casual no way no but i understand if you are a casual player and you have a dockside you're gonna say what the fuck why would i not play this card it's awesome in my goblins deck in a goblin theme deck i would consider probably playing dockside extortionist i can make an excuse uh, maybe not for dockside i don't know that's a stretch i can make an excuse for anything if it's on yeah and i think that like if you're in mono red like i think that's also a really good excuse because it's not like it's also going to like activate any of kendareth's abilities that you right to, yeah right? i guess like you're playing Cranko or something right. like that in that situation but for me i would say if you are the player who wants to play the dockside in your casual deck just because it's good obviously do that i don't know who the yeah, fuck am i do you know it. what i mean but i wouldn't I would, care if you did it right yeah. yeah of course if you played against me i'm not gonna be bothered whatsoever i'm just saying i wouldn't but i think that you should play a cdh deck with dockside extortionist if you are that player because yeah. cdh is just commander it's still casual we play casually it's just the powerful of the powerful and dockside is a little bit more not much more balanced in cdh i mean well, it's also much better in cdh I guess, honestly, and isn't maybe casual that's true too. maybe that's true and i think that's really like the biggest reason why it hasn't really been like like it's i feel like it's always kind of on the radar for being banned because it's something that community talks about all the time yeah and but they've said it themselves yeah in their list that they, they're looking they're at definitely dockside. looking at it but like considering like how less frequently it comes up in casual games and how worse it is a lot of the times in casual games where there's signets in play instead of mana crypts yep I think that it, it might end up, you know, lasting a lot longer in the format for that reason. So, like, and I, I understand that there are also a lot of people who only play casual and that don't play CDH. And I think that there's going to be a lot of reasons why you, why other players play these cards that we personally don't right. play. We are CDH players. All we do is CDH. Yes. All we think about is CDH. Yes. So when I do play casual, when I'm playing two o'clock in the morning with my friends on a Saturday, I don't really want to be thinking about my dockside loops. I want to be counting my vampires or seeing how many swamps I have for my cabal, whatever's like, right. That's kind of more of what I want to be doing in my, in the more casual environment. Uh, and then dockside is just, it, like you said, it is CDH. It's CDH. It is CDH. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, even, even like super really powerful, Powerful cards that all CEDH decks have, I also don't want to put in my casual decks. And for this, I'm talking just like Mystic Remora and yeah. Rhystic study. study. I don't play Rhystic Study either, which also yeah. is, a, is, a, is a casual commander staple, and I get that. But for CDH, I see that card so often. It's such like a generically, incredibly busted card. Agreed. I don't want to play it in my casual decks. And I, it, paying the one is such a drag. <laughs> and I understand that like a lot From of From a casual, casual perspective. <laughs> right? And so I understand why a lot of casual pods won't pay the one for Rhystic Study and just let people draw. But, like, my CEDH brain is like, this is horrible. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do this. And it's just, it just doesn't make, even owning one is right. not something that I want to do in my deck. If I want to play Rhystic Study, I'm going to go play my Grixis Ad Nauseum deck right. or something like it, that. To me, it's, it's just, it's too powerful in the format. Not, like, too powerful like it should be banned, but it's just a league above everything else. It yeah. just, it, when it when it's hit play, it, 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 it does kind of what, in my opinion, gives you, like, false win percentages it and a lot of the other cards we're going to talk about today like rhystic study and some other ones they give your deck like a i want to say like a false win percentage because they're so powerful that if you can get them to resolve they change everything much more than any other card would and at the end of the game you'll go i won that game and you maybe will forget that you had a rhystic study that drew you 15 cards but you'll think oh my deck is good when maybe your deck it it still needs more work but the rhystic study is masking that any relatively good deck can do well with an early study in play i think that's a really good point where like if you're confirmation biasing like games i think you'll find that you end up the games that you have rhystic study you you end up winning significantly more than the games that you don't right and for a lot of decks i think that's a very lopsided stat and and i just like to fit more cards that are on theme into my deck like rhystic study another thing it just just draws cards when an opponent plays spells if something that's more specific i might be more interested in something like esper sentinel if you're playing like a, a a deck that makes your creatures get really big and you can increase yeah. that power then that card is on theme that makes a ton of sense even even then i still 
typically won't put S percent really? in my white decks yeah. in casual just because like again it I I played in every single white CEDH deck so like I won't play Ranger Captain of Aos because it's, oh, yeah. he's playing every single white deck yeah for me Ranger Captain is like it's definitely I could play it but it like like any card it would have to be on theme I would have to well, be playing a, a human theme deck I would a, have to be playing something like that it's a tutor though and that's kind of like another card type that we tend to stay away from is really kind of tutors of any kind for I, me Imperial Seal Vampiric Tutor Worldly Tutor Mystical Tutor all the one mana tutors Enlightened Tutor those are off the menu for me and Demonic Tutor and Demonic Tutor that's those rates are just too efficient they're too good but even if I'm playing like a black deck I still will shy away from the three and four mana tutors yeah because that point they're just they're still bad cards i'm and not again, playing I'd, grim tutor yeah I, no and i'd much rather play a card again that's on theme with my deck instead right and i like the idea of having my deck be i don't want to say less consistent because everything is synergistic but like having the games be a little bit different each time i play the deck feels a little bit better from a casual standpoint because if i want to win the game the same way all the time i'll play cedh and i have no problem winning the game the same way all the time right let me be clear i yeah. love winning with that's oracle <laughs> every single time i'll do it every time it feels great yeah. it's never not been fun for me right. to win with that's oracle but in in casual EDH, like sometimes I'll win with like a crater hoof, yeah. and sometimes I'll win with like a triumph of the of the hordes, or sometimes I'll win with like massacre worm. And that comes down to like us as players again, like being CDH players. For us, casual is specifically not CDH. It's kind of at at every point, it kind of tries to be the opposite of it. Yeah, and I think it works out really nicely for us specifically because we have the ability to play both right yeah which is why like uh, i don't find not everyone does no i and this is part of the reason why i think we also don't find any saltiness in, in this pod because the rest of our pod doesn't play by the same rules that we play as but like we all kind of have an understanding of our power level so i guess that's yeah. really why we don't really have any kind of like salty moments with yeah us, i i know how strong tyler's deck is going to be so i can pick accordingly and all his casual decks are really strong so his i can only put my really strong casual yeah. ones but yeah <laughs> there's another category of cards that we won't play yeah and that's fast mana mana rocks that make more mana than they cost right so specifically mana crypt uh, Chrome Mox, Mox Diamond, and Soul Ring. And Soul Ring. I don't play Soul too. Ring on my casuals. I took it out, and it's been a lot more fun. Yeah, it's it's more fun. The Soul Ring is like the, um, I think this is another big word I'll try to use, antithesis of the effect where the card gives it a higher win rate. It gives your deck a higher win rate. If you play turn one Soul Ring and you win that game on turn 14, you may forget that you were two turns ahead of your opponents for the entire game. Yeah. You played like twice as much magic as they did. Soul Ring is really that fucking good. Yeah. It, it's, it's so funny. We missed a little, like the, uh, the Twitter conversation. There was a whole big dialogue thanks to the command zone and some other people talking about whether or not Soul Ring should be banned in Commander. Yeah. I definitely am not saying that whatsoever. No, don't ban Soul Ring because I want to play it in CEDH. Definitely. Just do a better job of policing yourself yeah. so that we CEDH players can still have the good cards for CEDH. Right, I know. And I'll then you can too. Come play <laughs> CEDH and yeah. then you can also being on the fun you can do both both are okay yeah the question floats around a lot is if there should be a separate ban list for cdh and i always say no of course not because it wouldn't really work everyone would stop playing cdh and we just play whatever the strongest thing to be doing in casual commander is yeah for me if anything the cards should be banned in casual and cdh should remain the same which is like the exact same thing but i like the way the cards fit in cdh all the cards make sense yeah. to me when i look at those cards from a casual commander perspective not cdh some of the ones, like the ones you've been talking about, don't make as much sense. And again, I think that's just because we play as much CEDH as we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 Um, there are a couple of other ways that I will try to make my decks differ, and that's also in the mana base as well, too. I'll play significantly less optimal mana bases. I'll purposefully play tap lands oh, yeah. in some of my decks, Big too, time. just because I know that, well, yeah, they'll make me more mana, but like it will also slow the deck down. And right add in like a little downside for me that i don't know makes it a little bit more fun honestly the scry lands i love them I oh, think they're, they're great i think they're great especially in like decks that don't get a lot of card advantage that don't have the card advantage in the command zone yeah. i think the scry lands are super helpful um in casual setting i think they're awesome yeah. i also don't play fetch lands in casual i don't i don't want to shuffle basically at yeah. all i casual. started <laughs> I, I used to play like in a two color deck the fetch land that went with it so like in glissa i would play verdant catacombs 
But I stopped doing that. I took Verdant – well, A, because I needed it for a modern deck. Right. And B, uh, I just figured, well, you know what? It's only getting Overgrown, uh, overgrown Tomb. Right. Is that the name of the card? Honestly, the way you said it, I'm doubting it. But I yeah, was it's overgrown so tomb. <laughs> unsure about the name of Overgrown Tomb. A card that land, you played a thousand times. I fetch lat land more than any other land in the history of my life. It just sounds weird coming out of your mouth there. Overgrown Tomb? Overgrown Tomb. How many tomb. syllables is that? Overgrown Tomb. Tomb. That, doesn't, four that syllables. doesn't seem right. I feel like that's three syllables. Was it three syllables before? No, it's. I think. I think overgrown tomb. I think has they changed been, it. No, they the word overgrown it. has always been three syllables. Might have been two. Overgrown tomb. <laughs> Is that how you've been saying it? I don't even know anymore. I don't know anymore <laughs> either. But yeah, so like the fetch lands, I won't play. Yeah, really, like any land that makes more than one mana, I also won't play. Yeah, I'm not playing Gaia's Cradle. I'm not going to proxy up a Gaia's Cradle for a no. casual deck. Also, proxies in general, I won't play. Yeah, for me, I like the experience of playing just what I have, getting yeah. the cards what I can. The deck isn't optimized. It's not perfect. I don't need to proxy. If you want to, that's cool. Again, uh, obviously, again, if you're playing your in a casual game against me, I'm totally okay if you play proxies. Me personally, I want to. I want to have the card for real in casual. In CDH, yeah. not the case. It's the deck, not the wall. Yes. I fully agree with that. But in casual, I want to feel like a Pokemon trader. This is just this is what I've acquired this so far. This is what I've acquired, is right? It, let's let's battle and who cares what happens. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Again, it's something else that because we have the separation of CEDH and EDH, I, I kind of feel like I can get the best of both worlds. Definitely. It ma- my relationship with casual commander got way healthier when I started playing CDH. Not that I was totally like, agree. Not that it was like particularly unhealthy, but there is a lot of like badness and salt with casual that can kind of get removed when you get that outlet out in CDH. I yeah, like. exactly. Like, because I always wanted to play like a Thrasios deck in yeah. EDH then. And now like th- that's another thing that I started doing. Like if, if the commander sees play in CEDH metagames regularly, yeah. it is immediately out of the question for me to build a casual deck around. Yeah, definitely. So like no partners, I won't do partners. Maybe I would do, I would consider, like an doing obscure like partner. uncommon partners yeah. from like commander legends or something like that but not malcolm but i wouldn't build yeah like a casual malcolm deck a casual tim the deck yeah i have thought about like what it would look like to build a casual pirate deck but very quickly it gets like too close to a cdh deck i think yeah like just... i mean i won't even play ragavan in my casual decks now either a because now they're all in my modern deck but again you know it's a card that receives regular play in cdh too and like i feel like they just busted all the pirates like really quickly yeah there are there are a decent amount of pirates that made their way to cdh which is strange pirates are either really good or they're nothing. really bad yeah they're either nothing. five mana three threes that are clunkers that have a stupid etb ability that's based on pirates <laughs> or they make treasures or prevent your opponents from drawing cards and make treasures yeah it's fucking oh yeah that busted. pirate yeah. that one that one that we they had to ban we don't talk about that one no right <laughs> they yeah. banned it we can't talk about the it the balance between pirates is so bizarre yeah I agree. Does yeah. that make sense though? Some pirates are legends and other pirates are like nobodies. I don't know. I guess that's, that's true, true about there anything. There were a lot of, right? Like, name five pirates. Um, J- Captain Jack Sparrow. No, I, okay, we're immediately going into <laughs> fake pirates. Okay. No, he was a real pirate. All right, all right that's fair. Yeah. a true story. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. I actually so don't biography. know. It's a biography. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's based on a true story of the ride in Disneyland. Oh, which, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the rare cases where the ride came out first. Yeah. I th- Could you imagine if they made... Then, treasure or something with the rock came out. It was a ride first, right? Something with the rock came out that was a he ride had a, first? Yeah. He had a movie. It was called Treasure Something, and it was a ride in... Disney somewhere That's first. That's funny. Could I, you imagine I if you like, half the details of that? Could you imagine if like Batman came out after Batman the Ride was came out? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? How did they get Who this? Is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jeez Louise. What about casual? Anything any other cards that we uh didn't I know we didn't mention Kiki Jiki, which in my mind is similar to Thassa's Oracle of just being like the other most efficient yeah. thing you can do. See, I'll play Kiki Jiki if I don't have any combos to go with it. Like, if it's just a value copy oh, creature and honestly, it fits in my theme, okay. I'll play Kiki Jiki, right? Um, and that's kind of how I am with some other, like, like combo pieces. If they're not comboing in the deck and they fit the theme, I'll still consider play, playing them. They're not comboing, but they do fit the theme. Oh, definitely. Even yeah. if they're if they're on theme, if it's closely on theme, I think you can, I think, I don't know, I, I keep them. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Yeah, sneeze. <laughs> 
Good job. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good job. That's a way better response than God bless you, I, know, I think. Right? <laughs> oh, good. Surprised. And, yeah. Oh, good, oh, job. good job. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Free counter magic is also stuff oh, we won't play. Yeah. Even in the best of blue decks that we'll build. I'm not playing. So tough here. I'm not playing Force of Will. Definitely not. Yeah, Force of Will. Thwart. Thwart is a card that I might consider. Do you know Thwart? Please refresh my memory. It's a four-mana counterspell. I believe that you can return three islands from play to your hand in order to play it. That sounds like it sucks. It does kind of suck. But in a deck like AC, which is a deck that I have that I don't play Thwart in, but I've thought about a lot, I feel like it's good there. I feel like it fits the theme. It's a free counterspell, but you have to return three fucking islands. Like, that's a fucking cost. That's such an upside. You're not going to have that until late game. I've played that against that ac deck so much that i know that that's such an upside yeah exactly that's, it's such an upside yeah but still, returning I, the lands is I, such I, an upside. I still can't get three islands into play consistently before like turn five or six so it's like a late game free counter spell i think that's the biggest issue for us is like slowing the game down we're purposefully in our deck by making these choices trying to like slow our decks down dramatically yeah exactly and i think that that specifically thwart doesn't it's a, not an early game counterspell. No, so that's definitely I, I think a more okay. late game counterspell. But things like yeah. uh, Fierce Guardianship. Won't play that. Deflecting Swat, yeah, I'm not playing. Not play I'm days. not even playing Deadly Rollick. No. Well, f- okay, so for me, the cards I also, we different here, I think, is I don't play any of the cards that say Commander on them. If they say Commander, not playing it. It's out for me. Anything that Wizards tells me that I need to be playing in my Commander deck, no fucking way. Get that shit away from me. So so how do you feel about like Arcane Signet and Command Tower? Don't play them. I don't play them oh. in any of my casual decks. See, I'll play them, especially like Arcane Signet in decks that don't have good ramp. I certainly should play them to make my decks better. But for me, that's like part of the build around. Part of my rules is if it says Commander... That's a CDH card. That was made for the competitive of the aspect of the game. Those cards are yeah. good. Um, so for me, that's like a word where I won't play any of the cards. Some of them are bad. Like I, I won't typically play a lot of the ones with Lieutenant in my casual deck. Oh, yeah. But there's only like five of those. Yeah. Ten of those. There's not too many. Um, I have thought about playing, I'm sure someone else has done this too, is like making a deck where all the cards say Commander. I would definitely do that as a casual deck. That was a theme. Specifically since I don't play any of the ones that say Yeah, that's true. In, that would be a really casual. funny theme. Yeah. But I don't know. if would, Do you get enough lands? Or do you, have, do you have enough lands? No. Really. I guess like basic could be excluded from this. You would play a lot of basic lands and you'd probably have to play enough basic lands to fill out the rest of your deck. Yeah. Yeah. Really don't have a ton either way i'm not really looking to play commander cards in in cd in casual commander i want i want the exploring feeling i don't want the cards that wizards has told me that i need to play i've gotten to a point now where i i haven't bought a card for casual in probably a year really yeah i still do time to time a lot of the decks like the couple most recent decks that i built are just cards that i've had from playing the game for 12 years yeah that is a good part of playing the game for a long time i've opened a lot of boxes in my lifetime playing the game i've gotten a lot of legendary creatures especially over the past couple years so just like building things around what i have is also something i'm very interested in it's kind of part of the fun of it i think so too yeah so it's more it gives me an excuse to like rummage through all of the cards that i have too and like oh shit i have this i can play this in this deck yeah, that's definitely cool. I normally start all of my casual decks off like that, and then after I play them a couple of times, I go, okay, I need to I need to juice this up because I enjoy the experience. I want to take it from there. Yeah. Um, but I just recently build, built Wilhelt, which is like mostly from the pre-con that I got from that deck that I completely took apart. And then I was like, oh, I should build Wilhelt. I ended up putting it back together, and like oh, more than half of the cards are from the pre-con. Yeah. Um, but it was just all from the cards that I had. So that's what you're currently working on on the casual side of things. That is, is the Wilhelt? most recent one I built is Wilhelt. That is specifically zombie theme. Everything fits the theme. It basically, as of right now, everything has the word zombie on it. There's like a couple of the two mana mana rocks. I, I love the talismans, and I love like the diamonds in casual decks. Those two mana mana the diamonds are so good. I, I play those in basically casual, all my yeah. casual decks. Those are like the staples that I have for casual. Yeah. Unless it's like I have AC, which is a lands matter deck. So all the ramp has to be lands matters. Obviously no artifact ramp in that deck whatsoever. But totally besides fair, that. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah. So what are some of the other themes that you've built around? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I have a couple decks that we could talk about today. Maybe. Yeah. The, we'll just like brush over some of them here. Yeah. The the first one that I, I would want to bring up is Rafik. I've had this Rafik of the many deck for a while. To me, it's like the it's one of the quintessential like original commanders. Um, oh, it was, definitely. Right? Yeah. When you think about like early commander, I think this is definitely one of the big ones. Yeah. 
yeah, this was this was one that beat my ass the most when I was getting into Commander the first time, like over 10 years ago. I just could not stop this one. So when I came back to playing Commander more, I really wanted to put Rafik back together. If you can't beat him, join him. Eat him. Eat him. Okay, great. That was from a <laughs> Kirby commercial many years ago. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> that reference went right over I my can't head. believe you didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> my Rafik deck has, I like to add like kind of a lot of themes into my deck, this one especially. So it's specifically an equipment theme deck, yep. but not just equipments, right? It's specifically a swords equipment deck. So all the swords of Feast and Famine, Fireman and Ice, etc. Um, we have all 10 of them now. So it's playing all of those swords. What about like Sword of Vengeance? Like are you playing like Big other time? swords? Sword of Vengeance is, I think, the only other Sword of in the deck, but Sword of Vengeance is there too. It's so, so specifically Swords theme. It's artifact theme, or rather, it's equipment theme, and then Swords theme specifically. That's your subcategory. That's the subcategory. But it's also the sub subcategory is it since it's like the Swords theme, it is all the things that protect it are not coming from a colored source. So no Mother of Runes. That's a consequence. Is that a theme, or is that just like a consequence? That's like an added restriction, I think. Yes, there you go. I don't want any of my swords to ever be blank or any of my cards to be blank because of the sword. So if the card gives my creature pro-white, I don't want to have a god's whatever. What's it called? God's willing. God's willing in my hand and not be able to protect my thing with it. So right? like Mother of Runes. No Fuck Mother of Mother Runes. Of runes, Fuck runes mother of Runes. targeting. Right. But cards like Heroic Intervention that give Ooh, all yeah. creatures or creatures that uh, do it like... Just one moment. Yeah. Just one second. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. One second. There's a Bant Rhino that you can sacrifice to give all your creatures indestructible Selfless too. Spirit there is you the go. main one. There is a Bant Rhino, but Selfless Spirit— It's not spirit. a Bant Rhino. It's a Selesnia it's a Rhino Selesnia that Rhino. was from yeah. Bant, um, This one does the same thing, but it's two mana instead of three, and it's a flying body, which is great for an equipment deck. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's equipment theme. It's swords theme. Oh. It's non-color targeting protection theme. So, you're not—you're also, because it says Commander on it, not playing the white version of Fierce Guardianship then? No, which would— Flawless be maneuver great in this deck. It I would feel like be great. that would yeah. be great. Yeah. It would be great, but no, I'm not playing any of that. No, no, those flawless cards. maneuver is a card I will make an exception for. Oh, the yeah. white and the green version. They're, yeah, they're really only those. good in casual. They're made for casual, so it would yeah. be a shame to not play them. I won't because of my stupid fucking rule. But uh, you definitely. But should. that's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. Um. So the swords theme, and then under the swords theme, there's also like a mini exalted theme. So I got like sublime archangel. So I want to go a little bit wider with my creatures sometimes. Uh, and then it's also a little bit of an infect theme. So I have Blighted Agents in the deck. Blighted Agent is there. Grafted Exoskeleton is the main oh, one. Oh, boy, oh, boy. With Rafik that allows you to one-shot your opponent. So it's not really uh, an instant win. It's not a combo, but it does 
if it can connect with someone, it will uh, instantly kill one player out of the out of the three. It's a Voltron deck. It's a Voltron deck. It's I'm saying all these complicated things to just tell you it's a Voltron deck, but a little bit hipster because it's it's my specific Voltron deck with my specific set of themes. But that I feel like is what makes it personal. It makes it my deck. It makes it cool. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. I love that. And yeah. it's also a bunch of cards that I feel like whooped my ass throughout my life too, right? So like Rafik, yes, I already said like I've gotten beat by Rafik a ton when I play Commander, but also since there's like an Infect sub-theme in there, I got whooped. Like my first game of competitive standard, I played against a mono green Infect deck, I oh, think. Oh, wow. And I was just crushed. I didn't understand at all. He just oh. explained, you're dead now. And I said, okay, great. Magic is so fun. So, so you, you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't play Jund versus Infect in no, Modern? I think, no, no. Because that was how I was against infected that matchup's great you just fucking oh yeah blew out every single infect oh player. my god every one of your hands while you're playing jund against infect is incredible you're full oh, with I, lightning, lightning bolts bolt, and, yeah. and fatal push it's great no but at the time i was playing i think like blade splicer and uh and like a the winged splicer in my oh. like a, a terrible standard deck that i pieced yeah, together that's from not cards gonna do shit against right the and then he was yeah mono green i don't think mono green infect was even a deck at the time but nonetheless he was on it and he whipped my ass on doesn't it. matter if it's meta if it's whipping your ass it's still good yeah <laughs> words i live by yeah <laughs> but yeah so yeah those are my kind of themes those that's my themes with rafiq that's my yeah. that's what i got going on I with like that deck. you I got like that you, you got something you can show me what, my what? my favorite casual deck is glissa the traitor by far i've played this yeah. deck so many times uh, you've played i it? played against it i mean oh, like okay. i played yeah. i've seen this deck played so many times specifically incredible against my rafiq deck oh yeah this was a car <laughs> that's <laughs> like, very true. like don't, yeah. don't play it much against glissa anymore <laughs> no, we like okay i get it you haven't removal spell <laughs> yeah all right well hey i won't play glissa right now so you can play rafiq right yep <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that going on in our pod yeah tell me what glissa does what are your glissa themes so glissa has a, a couple of themes and it's mostly an artifact deck and what i'd like to do is if i can find a theme that's popular in other colors i like to build it in the wrong colors oh, yeah so like artifacts there's a lot of blue things that work with artifacts a lot of red that works with artifacts even white has a lot of really good artifact synergies Hon fuck that honestly i just want to chime in real quick to say i 100 agree because my rafik is a non-boros equipment deck so yep. i feel the exact same thing all the love for equipment goes to boros and Bant doesn't get any of it Some yeah of it. but so yeah, this so is sorry, kind yeah. of the same right so like i have to operate a very specific way and so and glissa has these triggers that will happen when an opponent's creature dies so i'm trying to build around glissa as much as i can which means my deck needs to be filled with artifacts that i'm getting back into my hand on a very fucking consistent basis yeah so the deck is filled with a bunch of these like little bobbles like urza's bobble and mishra's bobble this is really the interaction that got me hooked on this is that i wanted to have a bobble in play i wanted to crack it get a card, and then kill someone's creature and get the bobble back. So now all of my one-for-one -one removal says draw a card on it, basically. Yeah, it is honestly, it's a great strategy. It doesn't, at first it seems kind of simple, but it's really not. Like, it, it helps you in, a, in an area that casual commander decks need help with, which is if you want to control the board, you lose card advantage so quickly because three opponents versus one. But if you can cantrip on all of your interaction, it makes it a ton better. So it, like, it allows you to play that game of highly interactive, but still being in the game. So there's like 16 one-for-one removal spells in here some of them have random upsides like one of them is the morbid spell that uh doubles if another creature has died this turn some of them cost three mana and can destroy other permanent types as well but for the most part they're being used to kill creatures um and there's a lot of times you just get incidental there's creatures just die in the game right so sometimes you don't even have to do anything and glissa can trigger it triggers off tokens dying too right any creature, yeah because because the tokens are technically still going to right, the graveyard yeah. so really good so they're still triggering glissa it's kind of like a, a ristic study effect i don't mean that truly but like it just naturally happens a lot in the game people play spells people's creatures dies or attacking stuff happens so you get free value without even having to have your synergistic pieces which are really just removal spells. They're just still good cards. Yeah, exactly. So then in addition to the baubles, you also get to play like a bunch of other small artifacts that can sacrifice to draw a card because you really are trying to fill up your graveyard with with artifacts to get back. So you play like Nihil Spell Bomb, which can draw a card and also get rid of graveyards. Uh, the, the Skull Bomb, the Dross Skull Bomb was a great addition to the deck That's once that one? was printed. Yeah, because um, it also cycles from play, but for... 
a black and two, you can draw a card and return a creature from the graveyard to your hand too. That's so perfect. it's perfect, right? Yeah. So it's another good one. Chromatic Star is another great one that you can keep cycling through. Yeah. Normally, I feel like Chromatic Star does not see play in Golgari decks, but this is like a perfect Golgari no. home for it. And then cards like Walking Ballista and the uh, Doom Blade on a bobble card. isn't it so funny how our brains work we're like we could tell you exactly what the card does how much it costs right but when it comes to the name i, I couldn't i couldn't tell you couldn't tell you what it is but these two cards on the screen right now yeah. can kill things and then put themselves back in my hand immediately like the amount of card advantage that you can get in this deck is absolutely nuts um and it's all just kind of built around glissa so it's not necessarily as themed as rafik or as themed as like maybe some of the other decks that are out there but it's to me what i'm looking to do is like this is my commander i am building super specifically around my commander and just trying to make it as synergistic as i can along the way yeah and i like i like decks that have a lot of moving pieces like this too yeah things that let me say words on other people's turn <laughs> our buddy our buddy hates that um so so i re i really love this deck i think this one's my favorite that i have together <laughs> I'm just thinking of Adam going, oh, another bobble? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Anytime you do something, wait real quick. I'm just, this is going to sacrifice this and I'm going to do this. And oh, Adam brother, just looks at me, oh, this again. another bobble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but the cards, the decks are are fun to play. More magic, the better, right? Yeah, I right. Mean, my my Villas deck is kind of built a little bit similar to your Kuglista deck, I think, where it's like main strategy is just to be a mono black deck. Its main strategy is to lose life to gain resources, but with Villas out, you draw extra cards. So that's really good. So playing cards like Snuff Out and Necropotence, which can see CDH play, but because they're really fit on the theme, I kind of feel like they're okay. Yeah, I noticed that like Ad Nauseam was on your list here of cards you won't yeah. play in I don't play Ad decks, yeah, but for sure. you will play Necropotence. I'll play Necropotence and Bolas Citadel. Which but not appearance of the abyss. It's funny because you've compared Necropotence to Ristic Studies sometimes too, where it yeah, just draws similar. you. Apples and oranges, though, my friend. Dude, <laughs> apples and oranges are some of the easiest things to compare. I always thought that They're was kind of a silly fruits. phrase. The roundish. Yeah, right? Yeah, that you're right. You can eat with just your hands. And then they have differences, like one has a shell on the out. I guess they both have shells on the outside, but one shells. has a shell. You they can have the, the skin of an orange is clearly a shell. No, it's and not. The, it's what no. else is it? It's, it's a skin. shell. It's skin. I saw some video the other day that said animals are uh, that said plants are sentient, and that plants can tell what color shirt you're wearing. Did you know that the plants can tell what color shirt I'm wearing? They can see. No, they can't. They have Out the same what? receptors that we have in the back of our retinas. They have all over their little plant bodies. All over their little plant bodies. So, like, they can, they're, like, judging me as I'm walking down the street. Exactly. And so like, they go, that outfit does not work, this, Cameron. This Get back. Try flip again. Flip-flops and socks don't work, Cameron. The you flip -flops, better go back. Flip-flops, and cardigan, not a look. That's not a look. Flip-flops, <laughs> socks, sweatpants, and a cardigan is not a look. What if I wore a beanie, too? That would be your everyday winter look, and I think you would look great for it, but 100%. the plants might judge you. The plants might. Man, that's trippy. Yeah. <laughs> I almost don't believe that. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Wow. I'm pretty sure it's real. It's got, I mean, I said it just now on the internet, so. Are we a science it's, podcast? It's real now. Because, it's because I said it true. and put it yeah. out there. Well. Oh, you want to come back. You were oh, just to come down, back. But now you want to come back. You just want to switch sides. Yeah, so your Villa deck. We were talking a little My bit about Villa's your Villa deck. deck. Yeah. yeah, it is specifically mono black themed, right? But it's also swamp themed. So Cabal Coffers and any of those things that help tapping for the amount of swamps that I have. Urborg. Urborg, yeah, I'm really heavy into that. What's the Cabal of, no, uh, I'm sorry. Cabal Magus, of the Coffers? No, Magus of the Cabal Coffers, whatever that card is called. I should be so much more prepared. Whoa! What it's a five that? mana creature that for two and tap you. It activates uh, like Cabal coffers. It taps for mana for each swamp that you have. Magus of the Cabal. It, it's Magus of the coffers. That's what it is. Yo, there's a lot more Maguses out there. Than there's a I ton. Realize. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many Maguses. Yeah, and um, most of them are so bad. Yeah, most of them are pretty bad, but some of them are really good. But yeah, the theme of this deck is, yeah, mono black, specifically swamps, specifically uh, Liliana's contract. So I'm playing just the other demons. So that's Razaketh, which would normally be too strong, but because it's the Liliana's contract and I'm playing specifically the um, the secret lair one. Yeah. So I have Razaketh in there. I have. It's on theme and it's not, you're not playing like cards like life alongside of it. 
what's oh yeah no yeah not playing exactly yeah Razakath doesn't actually combo in any way with the deck there's no infinite combos per se although i am playing shieldred and Kurik, which is kind of like draw your whole deck at the cost of gaining a whole bunch of life uh and i can play grim merchant of Asphodel but that's over a lot again. of money that's, but, that's yeah. a lot of money what the fuck a lot of mana their bones are their money their bones are their money so are, so the, are worms. the worms yeah this deck is pretty close to a CDH deck, honestly. It's pretty close to the Kurek CDH deck. Um, the main difference is, is it doesn't have any of those cards that we mentioned earlier, so I'm not playing a ton of tutors. No. I'm not playing fast mana. And what makes Quirk so busted is that Quirk is in the command zone. Right. This is Villas in the command zone, which is a lot more commander. expensive. Right, if you kill my commander once, it's a 10-mana yeah. commander. Like, and it doesn't net you more mana when it's in play then, so right. it's definitely a different feel. Late game, turn 10, 11, 12, it can feel kind of like a correct deck then. Once I can set up until like turn 10, 11, 12, then I can make a ton of mana and I can do, do some of the silly mono black loops and stuff like that, but only at the end of the game. Everything else, instead of the tutors and the fast mana, it's just full of interaction and more lands. So I'm just looking to interact more in the beginning stage of the game so i can make it to those late games so yeah that that deck is really cool i really like that one the other deck i just want to quickly talk about that i recently built and i haven't really played it a ton yet is this how do you say it cyrex deck Cy, yeah maybe spell it S -Y -R -I -X. out s-y-r-i-x that sounds like a robot i'm really not concerned with the name of the cards i'm really more concerned about what they do you would think being like content creators for so long we would remember some of the cards but i, I would my answer to that would be there's too many fucking cards there's there's so many cards. I can remember well, what they do on. or their name, one or the other, yeah. and I'm going to pick what they do. Me I too. can't do both. <laughs> I would like to correct your phrasing, though, because oh, sure. I don't think there's too many cards. There's, uh -huh. there's a That's good, true. There's yeah, you're enough right. cards. Yeah, you're right. There could be more cards, honestly. Honestly, there better be more cards coming. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't got anything to talk we about. We have no <laughs> content coming then after that, then. So Sometimes I do think about what would happen if Magic stopped existing and how long we could continue making content with the Dude, cards that existed. Dude, I think about that, that all the time, yeah. Like, could we keep going if was if magic stopped the metagame would like still be it would still it would change, still change for a while. right yeah because like it would still shift for people trying to beat the metagame it would just be different because there's no new cards coming in it would solidify eventually it would go yeah. down to three decks i think if honest way stop printed cards there would just be yeah. three decks honestly people would just stop playing the game before the metagame would get stale, that might be true too yeah people would get bored because i think you would st i think the people that really like it would still have fun with what it is for a long time after it yeah so i think it would just end up like the the community just gets too small at some point down the line then and then by the time we're 80 the cards lose all their value right and we always in our whole collection that we said one day this will be a down payment on the house we'll miss that boat entirely oh 100 I, I plan on i plan on watching that boat sail right on by i'm, I'm gonna be with the captain going down with <laughs> going the down ship. with my cards i'll be i'll be the one playing the violin for I mean, all of us i brought i bought tom rogoff's at 200 and they're like 15 dollars right now Dude, so I, bought, I am prepared i also <laughs> i bought one at 100 80 and then the rest like kind of up there at 200 yep. i bought two future site ones two modern masters ones and then i traded the two modern masters ones in for two future site ones Great and call. still had to pay oh. extra because oh, they yeah. were worth less <laughs> that's so dumb that i felt I, really I, did that, I did that shit all the time yeah it's if i could count on 50 hands the amount of stupid financial decisions i've made with magic looking back yeah i've made some good ones though i've definitely made a couple good ones i made a couple good ones yeah but i've always regretted them then like even oh, when right. i made money off of my collected companies i'm like uh, I, I, meant, I wish i had one of those collected companies i now. meant just like picking up cards when they were cheap and now they're really expensive oh. like like gilded drake i feel like was one for me that i think gilded drake mm. might be like 200 now and i got yeah. it 60 we're not a finance channel i don't want to talk about the finance no. shit we're, we're not we're not talking about finance we're just talking about lucky things that we did that we didn't know what we were doing but it just so happened to be like right before the pandemic and it was sure. a japanese version of the card <laughs> so do you want to talk about your commander oh yeah i should talk about my commander a little bit here yeah so this is a deck so i, I want to read this card real quick because uh it, it's you want to make sure you know what it does yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> exactly it was flying in haste it says at the beginning of each end step if a creature left your graveyard this turn target phoenix you control deals damage equal to its power to any target whenever another phoenix you control dies you may cast this card from your graveyard right so I, i'm building around 
the the first big ability. Right. At first not glance, glance, not haste. Right. But that other paragraph I read. At first glance, this feels like a Phoenix deck. Yes. That reads like a Phoenix commander. But there are no other Phoenixes in the deck. Okay. <laughs> yes. So instead, because it was, it was going to be a Phoenix deck, and then I realized like every single they Phoenix, suck. they suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> and they all come back off of different things. Yeah. Some of them come back off of you dealing non-combat damage to your opponent. Right. Sometimes you have to be attacking with a certain amount of creatures. Sometimes you have to have cast a certain number of spells. Com- Sometimes yeah, you have to different. live in a certain zip code <laughs> and spend a certain amount of money. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah. So why not? It, it doesn't say... It, that a phoenix has to leave your graveyard if a creature card left your graveyard. So if reassembling skeleton leaves my graveyard, yeah. I can still trigger this at an end step. Right, and it counts itself as the phoenix mentioned in the ability. Exactly. Yes. It right. itself is a phoenix, so right. its power, I'm always choosing it so that its power can be dealt to something. So this is another removal deck, basically. It's, well... No, I think of it more like a Voltron deck Ooh, because I'm also I also have 12 different equipments in here that can bump up its power so that that way I can just be dealing damage to people's faces sure. while I'm also attacking. Oh. So I have uh, what's the name of this card here? Hero's Blade, right? You play Hero's Blade for two mana. You play this then on the next turn comes in. That's going to make Strix's power six. Strix's haste, you can attack. And then if you have like extra mana and you still have like a way to get Sanitarium Skeleton out of your graveyard or something, that's like an extra six damage you can throw around. So I'm really just trying to deal a bunch of damage and trying to kill the table and as opposed to creatures. You're not dealing. So you're not. You can target the creatures, right? I can it, I can target creatures, but, but your goal is to shoot the damage at people's faces yeah. eventually. It's my win condition okay. is to win with Cherix damage. Very ju- damage. Very Jun guy decks. Very Jun. You are making decks. it very clear. These that are Jun colors these are, exactly, yeah. and they both do Jun stuff. They interact heavily <laughs> with the board, That's make true. difficult to kill threats, maybe efficient threats. Yeah, they're very. These are very try to find deck. card advantage in very weird ways, in very strange ways. Who, yeah. Drawing a card that's too mainstream. No, we, I we don't want to just game. draw a card. Yeah. I have to jump through fourteen right. loops that are all on fire that are that are decided by me, and I can only decide. Oh, when I are, shut when up all the barriers myself. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody did this to me but me. <laughs> I'm gonna lock myself in this little box of creativity, and this is oh, how I build around. I'll complain about it too. Yeah. Oh, I have no good cards in this deck. I can't believe. I can't do what I want to do. When you say reassembling skeleton for the fifth time in an hour, I feel like it starts to get a little, well, you know, why am I doing it? Well, that's how you know I'm having fun, is I get, that I yeah. get to say reassembling skeleton. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. Better way to look at it. I like that. Cool. Well, we're coming towards the end of the podcast, but before we officially end here, is there anything in particular that you are thinking of building from the Lord of the Rings set Ooh. on the casual side. Because, again, this is the yeah. casual podcast. Lord of the Rings is coming up. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, Sauron, Lord of the Rings, I think that one is the, the Grixis one. The that big for, Grixis the one. The big Grixis one that mills five cards and you get to reanimate a creature. That's like, like a mass five orcs. Right, yeah. That's like the reanimation commander of my dreams. I wish it was less mana, but it's not. Um, so I think I might try that. I haven't decided if I'm going to go full Lord of the Rings theme or just regular commander themed. Yeah. I don't know, dude, these Lord of the Rings cards seem so fucking cool, but I haven't been able to fully wrap my mind around like, do I want to just buy the commander decks and leave them pre-built? Do I want to pick them apart for parts and rebuild my commander decks? I don't know, but yeah, Sauron, that's the main one that I'm thinking about right now. How about you? I'm mostly thinking about Saruman of many colors, which is a shame because he's not, uh, he's just of some colors, right. but there's only colors. Esper? Just Esper colors. Yeah, just yeah. a couple colors. But the ward, I feel like, is pretty tough to deal with. Like, it has to be one of these specific card types. Yeah. And when you gave me the idea of building a deck that was just instance sorceries and enchantments, like, that's a fun build-around theme that's, like, right up the casual side. Definitely. Right there, so. You can find some nice restrictions for it. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. So I'm very excited about that one. Other than that, like, there just seems like there's a ton of fun options. Yeah coming out of the set the set looks super great i mean we we don't have to talk about the orcish lumberjack that's not what it's called what is it or that's orcish another lumberjacks card. yeah that's, that's another a red card creature that's been around for a long time or something orcish it's an archer they're archery orcish arch druid they're like the first archers that don't have reach yeah I, fuck that <laughs> what the hell 
Yeah, that card is definitely going to change CDH big time. I don't know change, but it's going to make a big impact. We'll talk sure. about that during the set review. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't have to talk about that now. But for casual, I don't know. It depends. I mean, there's. I feel like everything in the right deck, almost everything that I've seen can see some amount of cool play, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm excited. Well, um, do you have any other final thoughts about casual commander and... Uh... I don't think so. I mean, I love casual. I think it can be great. I know we're mainly a CDH channel, but we definitely all really enjoy casual commander and play it a ton. So I would love to get some more of it on the channel at some point. If anyone would be interested in that, we just have to uh, make sure we get the power levels figured out. That's what I would say too, right? I would want to make sure that, that, that out, that's all work out, worked out but too. We're pretty good about that amongst our group, I think. I also would just want to reiterate that like nothing that we said we feel like has to be taken in stone. This is just how we build casual commander decks and how we approach this side of the format. This is not how you should do it. This is no. how we have fun doing it. Yes. If, if you want to try out how we have fun, you're more than welcome. We can include the link to the cards that I don't play in, down below. You can choose some of them to talk with your group about or... You can not. You can tell us to fuck ourselves and yeah. you're going to play your fucking soul you ring say in your, we, in your These are deck. the only cards we're going to play in our deck and build around these cards. Right, right? Yeah. yeah, so do whatever you want. But The theme, I think, is what makes Casual Commander cool, though. I'll end on that note. Having a theme to build around and all servicing that theme that all relates in a little tree of decision themes inside your brain, to me, that scratches a good itch in my brain. I agree. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $100 patrons. Luke Cook, Young Mox, AJL Wosebi, Demon of Rosgris, Kawaja A. Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby Jeebus. If you want to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtowinmtg.com. That includes the Gatorwin merch as well as our new sleeves. A huge thank you to our sponsor, Dragon Shield. Don't forget to check out the affiliate link down below to help support the show. They have been a great help, and they're awesome. Make sure that you follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter to follow all of our content circles. Thanks for watching. See you next time. I'm going to be like a scorpion. Get over here. Get over here. Stash is such a shepherd, Justin and Zilla, Nicole, Carl, Stephen, so with the big TP, the team that we die, Andrew, Jacob Depp, Michael, Blue, Yon, Wildfang, Thomas, Boyno, Sloppy, Wendy, David, Nelson, Jordan When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.